Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Lads Who Game podcast. In this episode, we talk about the game Celeste and the ways we feel it succeeded or failed in addressing depression, anxiety, and other mental health concerns. If that doesn't sound like something you'd be comfortable with right now, consider this your content warning. Okay, on with the show. I do feel like I desperately need to talk about the Mario movie trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bring it up. I'm gonna. <laughs> Interesting, because I looked at it. I'm like, this is exactly what I thought it would be. I, I, okay. I think the the actual trailer itself, like the the animation, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Although He's, Mario looks a little off. Mario me. looks. Oh, he's like, got no caboose. Ma- <laughs> Ma- Mario. Mario looks slightly off to me. It's not where my eyes first went, but <laughs> it was like a big joke on Twitter. It was like they they flattened his ass, and it's like a man who jumps this much would never have that. Ass. <laughs> Ma- a, you were too busy scanning for Kirby in the background. I was looking me. for Kirby. Yeah. Well, I was focusing on what's important. <laughs> uh, I, animation great. Mario maybe looks a little different. Whatever, yeah. not yeah. super drastic. It's not like OG like Sonic level no. of, yeah. of of bad. Um, a lot of the voices fantastic. I was so pleased to see Kari Payton is the penguin. Oh, he's, yep. the, penguin. Yeah, he's the penguin. Oh my god, that's so funny. I, heard, I was like, I I love that guy. I'm yeah. so glad that he's he so gets a lot of work. Jack Black's Bowser. Great. Oscar, really Oscar cool. contender, Oscar buzz. <laughs> um, and I actually thought I really liked Keegan Michael Key's uh, Toad. Like I, the the yeah. I mean, obviously it's a little more altered than the rest mm-hmm. of them. Like you have to digitally <clears throat> alter. But in terms of like the sound that I envision like Toad making that would like sustain you for the course of like a whole movie. Yeah, fine. Yeah, it is tough because it, it is funny to me that there are so many characters in the Mario like universe that have really distinct voices and they Mm. didn't do any of them. And it's like, I I understand wanting to do something different, but it is like, it's like Bowser doesn't have a voice. You know, he just kind of does that like, you know, or whatever. So it's like, I get with Jack Black. It's like, yeah, you got to give him a voice, you know, but obviously the Mario of it, the Chris Pratt voice is like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I I know like it's, it's the joke. It's the meme of like, oh, Chris Pratt, he's doing every voice or whatever. But, yeah, upon hearing it now officially, it really does make me think like they couldn't do anything better. Like that was such a boring choice. Yep. And as it turns out, it sounds really boring as well. It's yeah. just this like really, really disturbing trend in animation <clears throat> to hire actors instead of voice actors. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. Not, not that voice actors are not actors, but it's a completely different skill set. And it's so clear when you're watching all of these like animated yeah. movies from these huge studios and all you can hear is the voice of whoever it is. Right. And yeah. I'm just, I don't know the world where there's someone who was not going to see the Mario movie, but because Chris Pratt yeah. is in it, decided that they want to see it. And I'm, I'm not even talking about like people that are annoyed by him. I'm talking about whatever sort of like general population mm-hmm. they're trying to attract here with yeah. this. It doesn't make any sense. I think that marketing for movies these days a lot is like spaghetti against the wall. It's like, we'll just throw a bunch of things that are in theory marketable 
against this wall. And mm-hmm. if we walk away with however much money back from our marketing budget, we call it a win. We don't really care why. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it's this whole thing with um the bros movie marketing. Mm. We were talking mm. about how it's like, mm, this movie was marketed really weird because they just kept trying to sell it on how important it was and not talk about how good it was, you yeah. know? And like, it got mm-hmm. like lots of, really great reviews when it was on the film festival circuit, but they didn't talk about it at all in the commercials or the advertising. And hearing it's been doing really poorly, right? Yeah, it's it's doing really badly at the box office, sadly. And I, I we can, you know, we can hand ring all we want about exactly why, but I think a big cause of it is because the marketing push is weird. Mm. I don't know. I read you something know. from Billy Eichner that says because uh, America is homophobic. Well, that, I, was, I, I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like that's what I mean is that it's like the marketing push and the narrative around that movie was all about how important this movie is. Mm-hmm. And if you don't see it, you're bad. Yeah. And you're either a bad ally or a bad gay person, bad queer person, whatever. And it's like, well, most movies are marketed by saying, hey, this movie is good. You should see it. Mm-hmm. And bros had amazing reviews on like a really high Rotten Tomatoes score mm-hmm. and they chose to market it in this way that feels like so counterintuitive to me and it's like a strategy that doesn't work because I think for gay people it's like it really doesn't work when you're trying to be like you got to see this movie like I think mm-hmm. a lot of gay people myself included like we just immediately like put up a wall it's like I'm not going to be told what to do you know yeah. like I'm not going to be told to go watch this movie yeah. because you said so you know I want to make my own decision about it or whatever and I think that like Basically, the reason I bring that up in conjunction with the Mario movie is just, again, it's like, I don't think they have a real marketing strategy for this movie. They're just like, we have Mario, we have 10 voice actors yeah. from that cover these demographics. Something will work. Well, similarly, you know? they're they're taking that same strategy of saying that if you're a gamer, it's important that you see this movie. Yeah. And you're actually a bad gamer <laughs> yeah. if you don't see it. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> and if you, if you don't see this movie, you're a gamerphobe. Yeah. Uh, and probably a girl because <laughs> girls can't game. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That um, being said, first day. 100%. First day tickets. Yeah, <laughs> I will be there. Yeah. I, I can see it now, icy in one hand, Skittles in the other. <laughs> we're like, be, we're, even though you can fully buy tickets in advance and like reserve seats, we're mm. going to be outside like an AMC, <laughs> yeah. way camping out the night right. before. Like old school, Mario on yeah. Game Boy. You know, and all. Did, did we decide? Did we make a, a firm decision? Are we seeing this earnestly, or are we getting trashed? I don't, I don't see why those two are mutually exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm definitely seeing this movie earnestly, but I will be trying. Okay, I think then. we should go to like, uh, like a Sinopolis mm. and like get martinis. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> espresso martini Mario movie, yeah. and every time um, Anya Taylor Joy comes on as Peach, just because well, she's an, I know she's an espresso martini, but yeah. she has to be. Have you, have you been to the, have you been to the AMC? Uh, the movie theaters <laughs> recently they have like the um, the uh, uh, themed drinks oh, no. <laughs> I, I don't know why I was trying to like do this like uh, in a secretive way can you just move your mic back a little oh, bit oh sure 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 <laughs> oh great the, the immersion is ruined Emerge, now immersion, <laughs> immersion's lost I'm just tracking and it says Jack's too fucking loud again <laughs> I, I, just, I need to just start it way farther back because I'm just always going to be screaming also podcast. we're doing this is a I, mean, I don't know if this is super unique but we're recording this in the morning so you may hear some coffee 
us. Uh, yeah, and we yeah. will not be hiding that. That will not be edited out. That's no. part of the process. It's yeah. fine. It's part of my artistic process. No, I was. Do you see the AMC theaters? They have like the themed drinks based on the movie. Sometimes, if you oh, like, the bars, and mm-hmm. I do. And I, if they have yeah. a Mario drink, uh, that'll yeah. be the theater. Of drink Toronto. up, superstar. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I showed you the the French uh, Mario, yes. movie, yeah. which yeah. was good. Yeah, so sad that that's mm-hmm. what we could have had. Yeah, if we lived in Paris, <laughs> let's fly yeah. to Paris. Let's do it, and then never in, in the, um, <laughs> business expense. Business, yeah, exactly. I hope that um, if we go to an AMC to see it, they alter the um the AMC Nicole Kidman ad to have Princess <laughs> Peach in it or something. <laughs> They're gonna do, do some shit. Do they do the, like, the movie thing these days where, you, like, for kids' movies, they'll give you, like, a toy or something if you go? Do they do that? Uh, no, was... they they do something way worse, which is if you go to a regular movie, they give you an NFT if you get a ticket oh. really early. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Oh. AMC does N- NFTs oh, if no. you get a movie ticket. Man, I know this it's is the opposite. It's the reverse. This yeah. is the boring, like classic example, but like seeing Pokemon Two Thousand and getting the Ancient Mew Pokemon card, mm. like that mm. as a kid. You thought you were just handed like the keys to the nuclear codes or something like that. Like <laughs> yeah. this was the most prized possession you could ever possibly have. And I feel like a lot of movies did that. You get like a little toy if you went. What they do now is they sell like if you buy like a twelve pack of Mountain Dew, you get like ten dollars off a movie ticket mm. for like whatever. Mm. So they do the the reverse basically. Mm. But if um, I buy like two or three like bags of portobello mushrooms do I, do I get ten dollars off my mario ticket <laughs> yeah your 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 mushrooms dealer will actually give you mushrooms guy yeah <laughs> doing the marketing for the mario movie via local drug dealers <laughs> when um does this movie come out in conjunction with the Hollywood Nintendo World opening up? I think the oh my the, the <laughs> Nintendo Land World whatever yeah. opens the end of this year mm-hmm, and sure. the movie is next year, right? I, I'm, I'm so up real fast. Um, I'm almost so positive that. that Universal is opening. Mm-hmm. The, the Nintendo here is open at the end of the year. That would be really smart of them. Also, it would be super fun if it did line up to go to Universal Studios and see the movie. And, and, do, the movie and yeah, yeah. do the park and then go see the movie yeah what a that would be a perfect day oh i'd have to kill myself at the end of that day yeah it'd be over yeah (laughs) everything afterwards will be a disappointment not not as good at all that amusement park i'm very excited for as well me too it's gonna be great you get the whole like thing where you get the wristbands and it interacts with the park and stuff like early 2023 for the movie or for the, park? the park? Oh, maybe it got pushed. I could have sworn it was. They're the taking the breath year. of the wild strategy. So that means the movie and the it park could. will line up. I think because it's March, right? Is the movie? The movie? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, you guys are Uh-oh. are movie people. Is March a, a bad time to release a movie? Is that like where they bad send time. movies not, to die? Not or as much January, anymore. February is like the really dead time. Kind of surprised that this isn't like a movie. Uh, or a, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a film. You're right. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm surprised this isn't a um, a summer movie. Is what I meant to say. Yeah, like, that it feels is, like oh, kids the, out for school. Uh, you like, know, go to the movie. What's illumination? There must be some like Despicable Me ten. I was uh, coming out in the summer that they don't want to like self compete or something. Fall of Gru. <laughs> I, I was gonna say <laughs> that um, the March. If you're talking about is a movie good, it usually. I think you're usually referring to like 
critical like acclaim or whatever. And if a movie, if it's like in theory, like a quote unquote like Oscar push movie mm-hmm. and it comes out in March, it's probably not like a good one. Like mm-hmm. they wouldn't put a movie like that. But with Disney's, you know, sort of monopolization of the the whole calendar for the film catalog, mm-hmm. anything can be a good moneymaker. Like all yeah. the Avengers mm-hmm. movies come out like in March, April, I think, at least okay. the most recent ones. Uh, yeah. So there there's it could be it could make money at any time. So yeah. I don't think that's a bad time. They probably that. picked it honestly because they're like very carefully trying to like not compete with like some kind of Avengers, whatever, Marvel, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, obviously there's nothing, I don't think there's any Star Wars on the calendar or anything, yeah. but like any like flagship stuff like that in early 2020. I wonder if they're going to try and push it for an animation, like when potentially. <laughs> Illumination famously does not like yeah, they don't, get acclaim in that they way. They don't usually, and they shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they, I, I feel like probably no, just based on the vibe of this. It really feels like, um, there's definitely a version of this Mario movie that feels like the first Lego movie where it was kind of like surprisingly good, you know, mm-hmm. like and not just like a cheap or not, not cheap, but like, you know, this movie is like a cash grab. Like, right. you know, it's so it's like there's probably a version of that. But I, based on this trailer, I, I don't think that's what we're getting. I wonder, though, because Nintendo is so precious about their stuff and they are attached to this mm-hmm. project. So yeah. I, want, I, I wonder if we can have any sort of hope that like they are guiding um, Maybe the hand of illumination. I, I think know? that like animation is not necessarily for kids and there can yeah. be good animation. That's either for obviously adults. Mm-hmm. I don't mean like, you know, like Rick and Morty, like, <laughs> which is for kids. I mean, like, you know, like, you know, quote unquote, like good movie, or there could be family one that's like still really nice, mm-hmm. but is not necessarily wholly targeted towards like children. And then there's animation that's targeted for its children. It doesn't make it worse. It makes it different. Yeah. I think the Mario movie is more likely to be that. I think it's going to be more yeah. likely to be targeted for children, which I think is probably a mistake. I think, yeah, I agree. I think you have a really wide audience with something like this that yeah. would be interested in seeing it. Illumination just, they really carve out like this, they do kids movies. Yeah. You know, they do what Disney used to do in the old days, which is like, this is for kids, and we just are lucky because we know that a parent has to buy a ticket too to come with them. So we just rake yeah. in that money. But is they're that not what, is that what Disney? Like Disney. Well, that was like the original, not the Renaissance, but that was like kind of the original thinking behind like why these Disney movies when they not like Snow White, but like, you know, it, when they the studio was like more regularly churning out animated family features, it's like the bit was always that it's like, well, the reason it's so genius is because you advertise to the kids, but at least one other person has to buy a ticket to take the kids. So you're getting mm. two tickets for one audience member sure. you have to market to, you know? Yeah. So I feel like Illumination has taken up that mantle, whereas like Disney now is much more like, no, we we have many demographics to yeah. appeal to, which is kind of why their movies feel like Frankensteins sometimes. <laughs> but um, We're going to make movies for adults that that is actually for kids, but just enough in there to make them argue that it's for adults well, it's like, um, <laughs> to use like a really broad example it's like frozen 2 right they've got olaf that is like this mascot stuffed animal mm-hmm. that's merchandise and appeals to kids and they have stupid jokes like that fucking samantha joke that you hear every goddamn second <laughs> it's like it's he's just saying a human name like it's mm-hmm. not a joke and kids go nuts for that mm-hmm. But then you've got, oh, like, is Elsa queer-coded? Like, (laughs) you know, and, like, is Elsa secretly gay? Like, screen rant journalism, you know, like, that kind of thing. And it's, like, that's how they get you. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, like, look, perfect intersection. (laughs) We we got weird Disney adults. um, And then we got the kids for these stupid jokes. And it's, like, that's 
genius, yeah. but doesn't make for good art. You know, sure. it makes for an excellent marketing strategy. Yeah. yeah. Definitely going into the Mario movie, just hoping to have a good time, not expecting it mm -hmm. to be something that I rewatch ever again. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. Kind of like when we watched the Ratchet and Clank. I was just thinking. That. Yeah, I like kind of that, that energy. Sucked. Well, that that, that this is gonna so be better bad. than that. It'll be better. No, it'll be better. But like same energy of like this is gonna be fun one time, and then I'm not gonna like yeah. own it on DVD. Right, right, right. Well, well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. I, we'll see okay, what does, collectibles they give. Does Mario? Should Mario go in the Criterion Collection? <laughs> if, if they, if Best Buy sells a Mario movie 4K steelbook, I will be purchasing. It. <laughs> and that's because you're a sicko, <laughs> I'm a sick freak. And um, with that, <laughs> with that, uh, welcome to the Ladzu Game Podcast. A Woo! very special episode very, of the Ladzu Game Podcast. Episode. There's there's so much going on uh, in the Lads Who Game Universe uh, right now. The we, LWGU? Yeah, Lads the LWGU. The Lads Extended Universe. The LEU? LEU. Uh, that LEU. rolls off the tongue better. Yeah, the Lads Extended Universe. And it's also the name of our uh, university as well that we're coming yeah, out with. Lads Education University. No, universities and colleges put the word education in their name. Are you? That's how you know ours is real and smart. Is yeah. because you know you're getting an education because it's in the name. Leu. 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 It's in the name. Oh no! It's, wow. Right. Genius. It's lads accredited university accredited spelling. <laughs> <laughs> what are the requirements for Leu? What are like the required courses? Well, we we so. First, you need to write. Um, we have several essay topics that are like, mm -hmm. "What's your favorite game and yeah, why? Right. Um, why do you think you'd be a good fit? Um, mm -hmm. Tell us a, a formative experience from your What's life." What's your Taco, Taco, Bell Taco Bell order? Taco Bell order. There are um, wrong answers for that, by the yeah. way. SAT score of um, nineteen hundred or below. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't, want, we don't want anyone smart. No, no, no. Your your income needs to be in a really sweet spot. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, not too rich, but. Not too poor. You need to be able to afford the <laughs> video games. You thought textbooks are bad. You have to yeah, buy a PS5. But we, it's not right yet. You have to buy a PS5. You have to buy, to buy a, all the systems. Black yeah. market PS5 and all the new games as they come out. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, mm -hmm. uh, there's a there's a uh, video game movie class that you can take, uh, yep. lecture hall, um, and you have to go buy tickets to see the movies. Yeah, we're not. You have to pretty much pay for everything. When you yeah, have to yeah. And then also there's like a symposium on like the Lazo Game Podcast where yeah. it's like you have to study old episodes you yeah. know and then it's like what does this episode mean <laughs> like you know like what, what do you what does this episode mean to you <laughs> when you're picking courses it's uh like a loot box model so you have to just buy it <laughs> you do an unboxing yeah. video of your course if, if, if you Ooh, want if you want class. a different course you're gonna have to spend another uh 200 to get another course <laughs> course box. yeah, yeah. Perfect. Uh, great. Great. So, so and not me as the dean, as the only person with educational. <laughs> you unlock professors as you would fighters in Smash. Like yeah, you have I to know. randomly get called into class or something. Exactly. <laughs> so, in addition to our university, uh, this is this is the first episode of uh, the Lads Who Game podcast, kind of. Yeah, because of yes. the name change. Well, Just because of the name. Because we're we're kicking off season three with this episode, but we're also 
as you well know at this point by following our Instagram and all of our social media accounts, um, we're also kicking off a rebrand. For, rebrand. Which, for the record, uh, you have to follow all of our accounts. No a la carte. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Definitely the only not. way we accept. But. Yeah, that's the other requirement for admission. <laughs> yes. You've been following us for at least six we months. We do, yeah, like, it's like months. a green card where they do, like, a surprise, we do a surprise home visit to see if you're following, <laughs> you know? It's yeah, like, oh, nice. I don't see any merch anymore. <laughs> 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 Sorry, go ahead. So, so we have, we have if it, we're a new... New name of the podcast, Lad Supad, dead. Uh, who who is she? Forgot about her. Yeah, she's gone. Uh, she's gone. Um, it's season three. We have a fantastic uh, new logo. Yeah. Thanks uh-huh. to Sarah Tonendos. Have to always shout her out. Yeah. Wonderful yeah. work. Uh, brand new logo. Brand new season. Uh, I feel taller. I think. <laughs> I think I got taller potentially. Yeah. That's like another thing. Yeah, I definitely we can talk about. become more handsome. I think in for sure between season two and three. I mean, I, they can, everyone can see it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I stay the same. <laughs> Maybe worse. <laughs> Jack Jack's mostly the same, but he kind of has a like a like a chip on his shoulder now. He seems <laughs> right because I never I never mm. had like a, any sort of animosity <laughs> before yeah. towards anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> famously very easygoing and lighthearted before this season, mm. um, and now I'm really like aggressive. And yeah, with all this new stuff, uh, I'm I'm streaming now on Twitch. Yeah, yeah, Game. Uh, so so there's there's a lot going on here, and we're so excited to. Uh, kick off officially uh, the season, the first game of season three. We played, of course, as you know, Celeste, uh, and I do believe, Jack, you have a few words prepared. Yes, I do. Um, So um, if you don't know what Celeste is, uh, I'm just reading from the official Wikipedia entry. Mm. Very fancy. Did a lot Um, of research for this. Yes. um, Celeste is a 2018 platform game designed, directed, and written by Maddie Thorson and programmed by Thorson and Noelle Berry. I hope I'm saying, I hope it's Noelle or Noel. Noelle. Noel Berry. It is a fully fledged version of the 2016 Pico 8 game of the same name, which was made in four days solely by Thorson and Berry during a game jam. Set on a fictional version of Mount Celeste, it follows a young woman named Madeline who attempts to climb the mountain and must face her inner demons in her quest to reach the summit. Um, yeah, it's a really, um, really unique game. Um, this uh, came to, I, I found it um, after. I upgraded my, like, uh, the PlayStation Extra or whatever mm-hmm. it's called, and it yeah. was, like, one of the free games on it, and I'd heard good things about it. Um, I was actually looking for, like, a free play game to find and just yeah. sort of, like, do on my own, and I went through, like, lists. I was like, I kind of want to play, like, a platformer, but, like, something that doesn't feel like, like, has some meat on the bone, you mm-hmm. know, as it were, and every time I was Googling variations on that query, I, like, Celeste it's like, oh, it's got a great story, but it's, like, very fun arcadey platformer. Mm-hmm. And I played it, and then I told Lad Robert and Lad Jimmy that I played it and loved it. Um, so spoiler alert ahead of time for my <laughs> rating, but um, and then we decided to make it an official Lad game um, after I forced both of them to play it at gunpoint. Yeah, yeah. Little, yeah. little peek behind the code here, uh, so, so to speak. Not, was that, not, was, that was good. Was good. Was off the cuff or off, off the cuff? Off okay. the cuff. I, I was going to say peek behind the curtain, and I was like, no, I got I to gotta mix it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah um, and, and this was not supposed to really be a season three game. No, initially. no. This was not in our plan. Squeezed but, it in, yeah. But Jack uh, kind of 
at gunpoint, I think, if I, I remember I felt correctly. Bullied, yeah, frankly. I felt bullied into, into playing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, and, and we did, uh, and we have some thoughts about it. We do. We Positive, sure do. negative, hard to say. Hard to say. Uh, but why don't we uh, kick this off and go into our ratings of this game? Okay, so, um, yeah, a little bit of a uh, spoiler already. Um, part of the reason that I recommended this game is because I thought it was perfect. <laughs> I am starting the season very bold with a 5 out of 5 rating for oh, Celeste. Wow. See, Jack's trying to rebrand himself this season and not be the mean judge. Well, I think now it's basically what will be interesting to see is... Um, because I had the the lowest average, I think again for season two, mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see if this already ruins that streak for me yeah. by starting out with a five out of five. But yeah, I um I really really loved this game, and I think it was also kind of a little bit serendipitous and magic in a way because this game kind of really landed in my lap at a really good time personally for me, um, and. You know, it, it's been kind of a like a interesting year professionally and personally for me, and I think that this game, oh, Twyla, yeah, Tw Twilight, Twi we're um, one cool thing about the Lads Who Game podcast is that we record everywhere. It's a more of a global, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, a, event uh, in and around the the greater. Los Angeles area, I guess. Yes. Sorry, Jack. Uh, no, no, no. Um, no. It, so, so, so Twilight is a guest. Yes, Twilight is always a guest on Twilight's this podcast. Twilight is always a guest um, on recording here. But, um, what was it? Oh, so, um, yeah, just it came to me at a really important, it's been an interesting year for me. And um, this game is really thematically so much about, like, obviously it's like, she's climbing a mountain. The metaphor is not super ambiguous. She's climbing her own mountain mm -hmm. internally, right? She has her own thing to overcome, her own journey madeline the protagonist sorry if that wasn't clear and i just really identified with that storyline and um the fact that it's a storyline that really grapples with like self-doubt but still having to like make a really impactful decision about your life and like how to how best to pursue that when all you have is you and a version of yourself or a part of yourself rather and yeah, it just really spoke to me in that way. And beyond the narrative elements that really I really identified with, I just had so much fun playing this game. I just thought the gameplay was so simple but deep. Like the simplicity of the moveset is pretty remarkable given the fact that it feels like there's a lot you can do with it. You know, if you watch, you guys should watch some speedruns of this game because it's nuts mm -hmm. the way that you can break this game open i understand too and everything in reading about it that the speedrun community like fully adopted this game when it came out yeah and this was a big popular streaming choice really big streaming choice and apparently a lot of stuff that speedrunners figured out was impacted for the final version mm. like the game designers were watching and working with them a lot um but yeah it was just i had so much fun playing this game you know i never wanted to stop i almost went through a second playthrough before we officially finished i did not end up doing that twyla i am speaking <laughs> um but yeah i just really and again true to form i just really can't think of anything to critique i just thought that this everything that this game set out to do worked for me and i see the intentionality behind all of those those decisions and i just thought it was really well done so yeah five out of five celeste for me amazing what um, a way to start yeah what crazy exciting um Cool. Yeah. So uh, 
after uh, I st- I kind of calmed down from the gunpoint that Jack held uh, us to to play this game, uh, I started playing it. Uh, I'm uh, have been very f- I don't know notoriously famously a platformer fan on this podcast, uh, uh, and I find myself defending myself. Uh, a lot with games like this. Uh, one time, calm generally. down. <laughs> yeah. One one time. Um, and uh, so I'm a big fan of the genre. This is usually the kind of game I really like. And I, I had a great time with it. But ultimately, I landed at a three and a half lad rating for this. Uh, and... I don't, I, I was reading, I was rereading the language of our rating system, um, which if you want a reference, you can go to our Instagram. It's in our stories there. Um, but I, I was reading the language and I, it, it's, there's, there's a language in there about like several flaws or something like that. Thank you. Yeah, it's a, a decent game with several flaws. I don't think this game has several flaws. A couple things that stood out to me, game. I, I I don't think I'll play this again. Uh, it's definitely the kind of game that I feel like I got it. Um, I also really am excited to talk about story because mm-hmm. it did not have an impact on me story wise. Yeah. I think it completely missed the mark. There's a couple key moments in there, but I I thought it was you know um, sort of I guess simple in a bad way versus like a simple in like a good way. So it didn't really impact me. I thought the gameplay itself was like just fine. Uh, it didn't really wow me. I didn't think there was anything particularly like unique in there compared to other games that I've played. Um, so th- it wasn't bad. It wasn't executed poorly. I just didn't find it fresh like i i just there's been this trend of like you know sort of like retro looking games as well that it i mean it was beautiful but it just didn't feel like overly inspired to me um so maybe it's a little unfair that i'm being perhaps like comparative in this like rating here but it just didn't really have an impact with me and while i did have a good time with it and ultimately finished it and enjoyed it it just it doesn't feel like something i'd play again uh and so for that um i give it a, a three and a half lad still a good game just not a great game so surprised i feel like as i was playing this i was thinking like man robert must be just having the time of his life right now yeah because it seems seems like such a you type of game um but i i hear your your points um cool so i i feel like i've got a weird take with this one um let me start by saying that uh story-wise since you were talking about it i uh agree more with jack i really liked this story i thought it was so cool that it's obviously talking about a um a more serious subject matter in terms of depression and mental health and, you know, in that whole, uh, in that whole world of mental health, there's a lot of things you could like kind of, um, find in this game. Mm. Uh, and I, I thought that was unique and I thought it was really like kind of a, a cool thing, experience and conversation that I've never seen in a video game. Like I'm trying to think of another video game that has like these mental health. I think themes. you have to go to like life is strange and like telltale mm-hmm. games for that kind of storytelling it, most of the time. Yeah. I, I guess Disco Elysium has a little bit yeah, as well. I, I just thought that was like a Choice really. Based. There's, yeah. There's, there's a lot really, of games that have stuff like that, but very rarely do you see it in a game like this. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. exactly. Though we're so gameplay first. Yeah. 
yeah, really. That's what I think is so unique about yeah, it. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I will say I didn't come around on the story until about halfway through. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned this, Jack, but I at first was like, and hopefully no one gets too upset with me for saying this, I was like kind of like rolling my eyes a little bit because it was very on the nose. I had that and, experience too. And I, I kind of was know. thinking like, oh, like is this going to be a game where they're like, look how profound we are. And it's like, you have like a mountain. Okay, like, come on. You know, that I took really like one session. Be, you are the person, the girl reading this, you are loved. You are, yeah. in, you know, that's what I thought the vibe was going to so be. So I, I wasn't sold on it initially. I really, what turned it around for me was the relationship between Madeline and Madeline, her alter ego. Mm-hmm. And I I loved how they handled that in Full spoilers, and say that at the top of the podcast. So. Yeah, you missed your spoilers. Yeah, yeah, in fact, we didn't introduce ourselves either. I'm Jimmy, by the way. Um, Whoops. So, <laughs> season three, great time. Yeah, it's, you, I feel as you should know us by now. Yeah. That's part of season three is the confidence that you well, know our, our faces voices. are everywhere because yeah. of our new marketing campaign with um, GQ. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Got that photo shoot. We look so great. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're doing a Galliano for Dior fashion yeah. week. You know, in Milan. Christian Bale just had his and. He looks like bad. a slob. Yeah, it does. <laughs> we look great. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I uh, what turned it around was the Madeline Badalyn, um resolution, and I, I really liked how it wasn't about defeating Madeline. And in fact, while you initially think that's the case, it is that you have to accept that part of you. And I think that that's an important message for mental health that like you can't just ignore mm-hmm. or throw away um, parts of you that you're insecure about or dislike or whatever. You have to come to grips with it and. Um, ultimately, like, find a way to, uh, I guess, coexist, but in a way, like, try and um, maybe find some positives out of that side of you. I don't know. I just thought that that was, like, I a totally cool, agree. Yeah, I liked that. And that sold it for me, and it took it from being, like, this is baby's first conversation about depression to <laughs> something that was, like, a little more impactful. Um, so the story, I was, I was definitely sold in. I thought the art style gorgeous. I love the retro look. I know that it is trendy right now, but I thought they did a great job with it. Um, I think that the music, which we'll talk about in more depth, was expertly crafted. All that's great. I like the simple gameplay mechanics. Mm-hmm. It's a very simple configuration. Um, I hated playing this most of the time. Yeah. I, I did like not that. enjoy a lot of it. And what I have come to realize, which isn't necessarily a shock if you've listened to me on this podcast before, but what I've come to realize is I don't like platforms. I just don't like them. Now, I will defend myself quickly here, uh, and it's not a one-to-one comparison, but I think like with Metroid, like I think that there are some objectively terrible things about that game. With this game, I think it's great. And I think as I was looking over the language, I really feel like it's in that you know, four and up, honestly, probably 4.5 and up in in conversation in terms of like, it's beautifully executed. It's, um, you know, there's no issues in terms of story or um, theming or anything like that. I think that for a lot of people, Jack, probably feel as you do with that X factor, bumping it up to a five, Mm -hmm. because I'm sure a lot of people uh, were able to kind of uh, put themselves in in Madeline's shoes, so to speak. Um, But I didn't enjoy playing it myself. And for the first time ever, I have struggled to find a number Mm. to attach to this game. And so I will be abstaining from casting a vote. What? Yeah. Uh, So let me- Is that allowed? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that was, we could do that. So I wanted to like say that live on mic, which is why I didn't run it past Uh. you guys first. So uh, you could tell me if this is a no-no going forward, but I just, I don't think 
any of the language fits for the way that I feel about this game. And I know that it's not perfect, and even Robert, you were saying 3.5, but a couple of things. I can't even find one that I could tweak slightly that would get me to where I'm at here, because yeah. I, I can't give it a 4.5 or a 4 or a 5, because I didn't enjoy playing right. it, but I don't think that's the game's fault at all all. I yeah. think it's entirely subjective. But then when I go down, okay, so let me bump it down to a three. But the language here, truly average? No. I think yeah. this is an exceptional game. Did it get any, like, game award nominations? I don't all? know about nominations, but I know that it's pretty favorably. It's a kind of a critical darling. Yeah. Like, people really like it. So, um, I don't have a number review okay. here. Uh, I cannot give it. It's going to be an NA for me. I guess um, we never said you couldn't do that. So. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to have an emergency we'll, we'll have to make an amendment. amendment. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have to amend later, but wow. I, yeah, I just, I don't, I, I cannot give this game a score based on our language here. Um, and to be clear, it's not because I didn't finish it. Mm -hmm. I finished it in its entirely, entirety. It's not that I don't have things to say about it. I do. Um, I'm looking forward to the discussion, but I just... None of these speak to me here. So okay. there it is. Wow, I'm speechless. <laughs> I, I guess, okay. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to need to uh, take a second here, uh, I think. But when we, uh, when we come back, uh, we'll start talking about this game a little bit more and mm -hmm. talk about the, uh, the story of I'm, Celeste. Yeah, and I'm going to equip some uh, riot gear <laughs> to try to control the situation. <laughs> Great. So should we start talking about uh, story first? I think it was where we wanted to story. Dive yes. in on. Talk about it. Um, I want to talk really quickly about something that you said, Jimmy, in your like little roundup that I thought yeah. was really smart. Uh -huh. And I really agree with, which is that and that and also speaks to something you said in your review as a counter argument, which is that you were saying that you felt that the story was like a little simple and not super unique. Right. And like not super singular. Robert said that. You, Robert said that. Yeah. You, I know you were much more pro. Like the thing that I love about the ending of this game with you teaming up with Badeline mm -hmm. and the way that that theme works with the overall story is that it is that perfect video game storytelling where it is perfectly blended with the gameplay because you get the double jump. Mm. And it's like the second Madeline is able to accept that part of herself and the theme of the story is saying, once you accept that part of yourself, you can actually dig your way out of that hole that you mm -hmm. formed by denying that part of yourself. Not only can you go all the way from the bottom of Mount Celeste to the top mm -hmm. in one go, mm -hmm. but you've got a double jump. You're more powerful. You're stronger for it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is like, again, like this type of, this is something I feel like I've been talking about a lot. It's like, that's something that only a video game can do. Like a movie or a TV show like can't, do that type of thing with storytelling yeah where you mold something that's like the tangible relationship between the player and the game yeah to the themes and ideas of your story and it really makes it feel like the story is not just kind of like a slapped on you know well we're gonna just like make the story about her having depression and overcoming mm -hmm. that it like really feels like it gives it this sense of intentionality from the get-go where you feel why the mechanics were structured the way they are and why the levels are structured the way they are. Mm. Because when you build that and you get that double jump, it's just such a like, whoa, like, oh my God, this changes everything. This turns the gameplay on its head for the last 
stretch of it and really feels climactic in a story sense. Yeah, I, I think as well, well, not as much an impact on the gameplay throughout. Um, of course, the I would probably say like one of the more famous moments of the game with the panic attack mm. on the, um, is it a tram or a gondola? gondola? Gondola. Gondola going up. And again, playing the, the panic attack as yes. a gameplay element was really unique. I love shit like that. Really unique, really cool. And also like, Again, I can imagine for someone who's like experiencing panic attacks to see that represented in a game, like not, uh, man, I feel like it's almost like I can feel people like rolling their eyes, but like, yeah. I think that's like really cool that I Robert's agree. rolling his eyes over Robert's here. mad about it, but I, I think that was really- Robert's not a mental health advocate. Yeah, I, I, for me, I, I can only speak for me and it sounds like you would agree, Jack. It worked for me. I thought yeah. like this was not Definitely cringe worked. at all. Like I thought it really was really was cool and I could see for a lot of people that being an X factor. Also just real quick, the sec second time you do it and then get the feather gets slashed because you can't complete. That <sighs> yes. was like, holy shit. And correct me if I'm wrong, was that where she was trying to, she was trying to oust Badalyn and she was trying to calm herself yeah. down and, and she couldn't do it. And yeah. again, it forces her to work with that. That's awesome. I'm like almost the, get chills. The moment where it, you get sucked into the mirror and you have to control that monster yeah, and free it to progress through the mirror temple, and then those monsters are all over the level, and it's yeah. like that stuff is just so unique, like and such an interesting break from the rest of the gameplay. And again, really, it's like perfectly molded with the story in that in a way that feels so seamless to me, you know, yeah. as opposed to some games where it feels like now I'm playing the game. Okay, now I'm getting a story scene, you know, mm -hmm. like okay, now I'm playing the game again. Mm -hmm. It's like that that stuff just is like. Oh, it's just perfectly inter interwoven. I'll say, and then I, I know Robert, that you're dying to get in here. Very um, patient. It kind of reminds me of the um, the Fallen Order. You know, when you're walking through. Um, yes. You know, you turn around and you all know what I'm talking about. The, the part where you're like on the train, and then you turn around, and you're in the like Death Star or whatever. And the vision, but you're playing. Yeah, and the, and vision, the vision sequence, and then where you're seeing all the younglings getting killed, and you have to walk through it and yeah. turn your lightsaber on, and it's red. You right. know, like, like that stuff is magic. It, to your point, can't do that in any other medium, Straight right? Straight with the signs lighting up. With the signs walk, lighting up, and know. it's just like a lesser video game, and it's a joke, right? It's like, man, this is the best book I've ever played, or this is the best movie I've ever played. It's like Until Dawn, where it's like, this is a great movie. Right. <laughs> great video game, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I'm curious, Rob, because you, for those, yeah. you know, we don't have our uh, video portion of the podcast yet. <laughs> um, seems like you did not have that Robert same- Robert was making lots of, um, he was like, pointing his finger in his mouth and like going, ow, a gag, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, that that the whole time. So did it just not work for you or what, what was your take on that? So um, I'll say that I thought the feather thing was cool mm -hmm. for sure. Um, I liked the story of uh, Mr. Oshiro. Yes, is that I right? Mr. The Oshiro, hotel yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, I thought everything else was an eye roll. And I thought mm. it was really going to change its pace after the feather thing. Mm -hmm. But I felt like the dialogue was very like Saturday morning special mm. to me that it felt like really ham fisted and really just like kind of nothing else going on with it, like just really surface level. And I also think something that's that I was really realizing as you were both talking about it 
is you were saying a lot of like, oh, I bet for someone who's feeling this, this may be impactful. Mm -hmm. And I feel like to me, the target audience for this is for people to go, oh, this must be really great for someone else necessarily instead of like helping navigate something real. It just, it feels like there's not enough there. It was impactful for me personally. Yeah. Too. Like, I, I agree with what Jimmy's saying, but I, I will say, like, I found it impactful for me. Yeah. It, and, and I don't, and I, listen, to be in all honesty, like, I do not suffer from clinical depression or anything. Yeah. I would much more equate, like, I don't have, like, a diagnosed anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. I am a person who has had panic attacks in my life, has struggles with anxiety, but it's not clinical. Yeah. So there, that's worth distincting. However, it was impactful for me in that way. So just to your point, just to throw that out there, I'm not just saying this at an arm's length. I'm like, oh, I bet that I liked it because I bet it's impactful for someone else. I liked it because it was impactful and, for me. And I'll say too, like it, it was impactful for me. It just, I'm not currently experiencing anxiety or panic attacks. So like it didn't need to, but I'm sure at other times in my life, it might have more directly impacted me. But I I would maybe lightly push back against the idea that I was trying to suggest that, oh, didn't do anything for me, but I bet it was cool for others. Like definitely was like, I appreciated it, even if I didn't need help overcoming a mental, um, some sort of, you know, mental block myself. Sorry, finish finish your thought. Yeah. I just wanted to get that. No, in I understand. And I didn't mean to imply that. No, uh, sure, I, sure, sure. I, 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 under, I understand. I guess really ultimately, I just thought it was like kind of sweet mm-hmm. and that's it. I think it's, it to me, it really wasn't that deep. I didn't think it went into anything that I thought was like, particularly unique, like maybe particularly unique for like a platformer kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I just think it was like a little, you know what it reminded me of a lot? And Mm -hmm. this also may cause some vitriol my way, but kind of reminded me the way that like Scott Pilgrim is structured Mm -hmm. in the way that they try and handle like issues of like, like sadness or whatever, which is just that kind of like, not like gamification in the way that most people mean gamification, but the sort of like, the video game element to something that is like maybe like a little bit more serious. Uh, it just like didn't work for me. It just sure, felt like yeah. it felt if like, OK, this is like nice, but this isn't really to me. I was like, this is, isn't really saying anything. I think mm. it was more about and I'll agree with you, Jack. I think it's more about the connection to the gameplay to the theme than it is a, like earnestly approaching the theme. Mm. And, and I just I think with a game like this, in the way that it's structured, I just think there's a cap. I think there's a ceiling. And I don't think video game as an art form cannot do this because I've played many games that I think really approach themes like this. I just think there's a ceiling for this. And I don't think the game implied that it was trying to break through that ceiling. Mm -hmm. I'm just going off of what both of you are saying. I think this is really interesting. And I'm glad you brought this up because I wanted to talk about this. It really reminds me of our conversation about Stray. Mm-hmm. where we've been taught this is a th- continuing theme in extended lads history, <laughs> which is that most of the games that I've given perfect scores to or very high scores are short. And mm-hmm. I feel like for me, weirdly in a smaller, simpler, more streamlined game like this, that to your point is like not necessarily reaching for something that's like super, super highbrow, you know? It's just a little story about this one character struggling with depression and anxiety. It's a lot easier for me to be like, 
yeah, that was perfect because it set out to do that and accomplish that perfectly. Whereas the bigger things get and the more complex things get and the more reaching things get, it's harder for me because I start to notice more cracks. The more of the bigger the canvas, the more details there are to examine, the more I feel my scrutiny turn on. Yeah, is it fair to say that Red Dead 2, you didn't give a perfect score? No, and I, the, I think with these bigger games, it's kind of really, I think the perfect example is Forbidden West, mm. where it's like that game was working for me in so many levels, but when it has little moments like the ending that didn't work for me, it really stands out. Mm. In a smaller game that's simpler and is just not reaching for anything super, super lofty, it just feels a lot easier. And it's interesting that you bring up this idea of the cap again, because again, I feel like weirdly, that's when I feel like it soars for mm-hmm. me. And I'm like, wow, I can extrapolate all this meaning and I can imbue this with more meaning because the game is not shoving detail and like things that don't necessarily land perfectly at me. Yeah. And I don't know, it's just it's interesting this continuing problem that we're right, because that was the same thing you were saying with yeah. Stray, is that you were like, it's too short to give it a five. Like I can't get there. I can't get to that level of like transcendence in such a small game. Yeah. And so it's just it's yeah, interesting. I, think, I just I just think they're like they give you like I don't know, I haven't clocked this, but I imagine in terms of cutscenes, text dialogue mm-hmm. in Celeste, we're looking at like 10 minutes. Maybe it's pretty short. Like, yeah, like in the gameplay is obviously like a lot longer, but in, just in terms of like those like little cutscenes and things like that, yeah, probably pretty short. And 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 I again, I don't think that this game is is trying to say, oh, look what we're doing. Like we're doing mm-hmm. so much. I would never. To me, suggest it feels very that. unassuming. It doesn't feel like that's what saves it from being cringy. Is that and eye rolling? Is that it doesn't feel like it's giving off that this is so. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you don't cease, if you don't play Celeste, you're not a good ally. You know, I, like I just think the the really what it was for me, and I I'm not saying that games like this shouldn't be made. And if if you're listening to this and this game impacted you, uh, that's remarkable. And, and I'm so mm-hmm. glad that games like this exist for something like that. To me, I think just the humor of this game, I found. Um, a little like immature, and then tied in with some of the like. The, mm-hmm. tied in with some of the like kind of heavy themes just this like balance of like a simple game with like kind of heavier themes but approaching it in a light way with like not a lot of story and humor some of some of this like combination here of mm-hmm. all of these things i just think doesn't work for me i don't know I if i i don't know if it like i don't know if i'd say that it approached it in a light way i guess like light in terms of like it's colorful but like I mean, I there's a lot the, of humor in the game, there's, there's but hu- I, I mean, I like that. Like, like, I like when there's elements that feel like it it blends the genre nicely. You know? I, I would say maybe this is a testament to it being a success. I definitely didn't clock like, oh, they're they're trying to be funny right now. It felt very like seamless that transition from, I guess, witty dialogue to more of a serious, uh, you know, message that they were saying or whatever. I, I don't know. I didn't really notice like a. The, the humor didn't stand out to me like a sore thumb, which maybe it sounds like it. it I mean, I know, I know, I I clocked some like moments that, and, and that not, that's not to say that I didn't laugh sometimes. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. liked that the woman, the ha ha ha. Yeah, that, love, that really got me. That that that. Uh, I got that I, was great. I love all the characters in this game. I love the old baddie woman. I love Mister Oshiro and the like. 
you know, like what a troublesome guest, you yeah. know, and like please keep up. And there's like all these like, yeah. You know, I love. It's probably my favorite level was the hotel. That's interesting. That's my least favorite, actually. But yeah. I mean, I still love it. But I like um, the the goal of like when you get to that center yes. room and you have to go out cleaning and, the hotel. That yeah. was very good. Some of the like I fucking hated the mirror temple. That's my favorite level. <laughs> the mirror temple so much. It, that one just felt like a labyrinth that was so unfun to explore. Anyway, <sighs> love it. Also, I love all the. I, I love. Um, Theo is like one of my favorite characters I've seen in a video game. So endearing. I hated Theo. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. He's so. Oh, I, I liked Theo. So I I I feel. Uh, let me just like as I feel pretty middle of the road about this game. Like I'm. I'm only like kind of being maybe a little combative right now because you gave it a five. You know, and you yeah. and, and Jimmy, you have this. Uh, ethereal take. No take. You have this. I have it. No, that is. No, I have mean, a take. No rating. You don't have a rating. Yeah, finger. I have a take. No rating. No take. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's that's the rules. You're gonna trigger a whole side conversation for unless, me right now. Unless you, uh, unless you're a positive villain of this game. Unless, unless you objectify this game in yes. a numerical way, then yeah, how can we possibly know how you feel about it? Yeah, I, I just like I feel really middle of the road. I thought the story was like at best sweet at yeah. times i didn't think it i didn't think it was very serious i didn't think it was trying to be very serious yeah. by any means i think it maybe would have benefited from seriousness maybe that's what i'm i'm See, getting at. that's the thing that i think i bump against is that i really i think that that is what it feels when it feels cringy is when they're in trying to purposefully imbue their own story with a sense of seriousness and self-seriousness which i mm. think is such a like turnoff for me in storytelling is when something is like hey guys this is super important like mm. listen up you know and what i appreciate about this game is that it was able to talk about a subject matter that is very serious in a very real way you know mm. when you're talking to a friend about anxiety or depression or something you make jokes sometimes, you know? I was just about to, yeah. You, I was, it's not I don't like, think that you I'm really... so depressed and there's like a single tear like yeah. rolling down your cheek. It's like, most of the time, like, you're um, my Orion and I, when we joke about, it's like, anyway, like, um, like, I was texting her the other day and being like, I'm so upset about this, whatever, doesn't matter. And um, she was like, is there anything I can do? And I was like, yeah, um, if you could come over tomorrow and just give me a quick lobotomy, that would be, <laughs> that you'd be such a great friend. Yeah. That kind of thing, you yeah. know, and that's not the same exact humor that's going on in this game, but I just appreciated that what it was reaching for, particularly in the conversations between Theo and Madeline, mm -hmm. is talking about a serious subject in a way that occasionally has moments of levity. There's like ups and downs mm -hmm. of the conversation where it feels serious and then, oh, now it feels funny again. And that, and that as a whole, holistically, by the end of the game, just created this tone for me that I felt was really singular and unique. Yeah. I think that that is indeed the correct way to approach it and i'm not saying that there it should only be serious if you're talking about something serious like especially me as someone who you know tends to to probably a critical flaw find uh humor in some stuff i just think that like it, here's a really great example in game the feather thing i yeah. thought the feather thing felt very like serious and impactful for me i just wanted more moments like that I just didn't think that ever reoccurred mm. for me. I think like the I think the stuff between Madeline and Madeline just like always was just a little like I don't know like I I don't want to be like oh fighting your inner 
uh, demon uh, fighting yourself is like overrated. Like, like, oh, I've seen it before. But just a little bit of me was like, I don't know. I don't like the way that they approached it. And while I think that to your point, Jack, the like double jump in the way that you work together works as like a game mechanic. It felt a little to me in kind of in that. I keep going back to like the Scott Pilgrim of like, you just leveled up like mental health kind of thing. It just had that feeling to me where I was like, uh, Oh, sorry. No, I I just, I I felt like that was like just fine. Again, I'm, I'm, it sounds like I'm like really belittling this game i'm not really doing that i'm just making my middle road counterpart mm-hmm, yeah. to your like really positive i'll say too, just I for the, the record that, that you're trying to yuck my yum right <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah i actually <laughs> i've heard that so many times i've never used it because i'm not quite sure what it means but if that's <laughs> what weird. it is yeah. then yes yuck i'm your trying to yuck. like I, if you're having a great time i'm trying to temper that uh, yeah. yes all, yes all i all it also I means you're trying to fuck me. I would just like to say, like for the record, I I think so. Just it's all in context how you use it. <laughs> I, I <laughs> okay, so I was thinking, uh, just, or I just wanted to put it out there for the record because I, I agree with you on the Madeline Battling stuff. In the beginning, that was kind of my whole point. Is like I felt like it was like a little like simple at first, but I really enjoyed um, again when Madeline draws the conclusion conclusion that she has to work with Badalyn, and I love that sequence uh, where she's chasing Badalyn, and I like the reversal of it where like Badalyn's been chasing yes. you the whole time, and now you make this realization that like shoot, I I have to. I can't just cast her aside. I have to deal with this head on. And then you're chasing her through the level. That was so cool. That sequence is my absolute favorite sequence in the game. Again, blending storytelling with gameplay. Like, it worked so freaking well. Um, And that was shortly after the the second feather attempt where she, where Madeline slashes the feather and breaks her focus or whatever. Um, Which also you had mentioned that you wanted more of those feather moments. I really liked how tasteful it was that they did it twice. Um, and I think it would have maybe lost its specialness if, like, there was a moment, and I'm not saying this is what you're suggesting, but, like, if there's a moment each level where it's like, okay, now I have to maintain focus for the level or whatever, I think that would have made it less impactful. Well, the feather motif has also continued with the mechanic that comes with it when you're grabbing the feathers and flying through the level. So, like, there is a Mm. continuation of it. It just takes on a different I I also didn't specifically mean more feather moments. I meant moments like the feather Mm -hmm. moment have, Mm. like, in, in terms of, like, tone and impact. For me, I didn't mean yeah. like I wanted more feather moments. I mean, I wanted because those hit the, both of those feather yeah. moments hit for me. Right. And I just felt like that was the only time that well, I there's felt the, like there's the monster part where you free you take control of that monster in the mirror temple to break yourself out of the mirror. And then the mm-hmm. temple changes, which kind of has like the same. It's like a break from the normal gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just didn't land for me. Yeah. That moment I really love. Um, Again, Jimmy Smith, the Madeline battle and chase sequence mm-hmm. where you're chasing her and she's shooting at you and the the hair yeah the hair <sighs> and the sideline that was so cool. where you're chasing her down like i i like i i hear what you're saying if you're saying like subjectively it didn't work for you but like i i feel like the game was doing that like including more moments that were striving for that impact and in a short game i felt like they had enough to conclusively say that they put a number of moments in there spread out throughout. Because, like, again, if it was, like, a 20-hour adventure and they only had the feathers and then the chase sequence and then the monster thing, yeah, yeah, that would only be three in 20 hours, but 
three moments in for me was like a six hour playthrough. Even the um, the simplicity of the fact that the second level is a dream um, is really cool to me. Oh like, yeah, totally. I was obsessed with that. Like, yeah, you're right. Because I was like, this feels that so cool. weird. Like at first, it is like the first level is like you're just like climbing a city, like a ruined city. It feels yeah. very like grounded, relatively speaking. And mm-hmm. then the second, one, I'm like, why can I like zoop through these like slime orbs? You know, like yeah. what is going on? And then just the it's like oh. It's a yeah. dream, but it was a full level. Like that was, mm-hmm. I just thought that it, it played a lot with that kind of, again, blending gameplay with the storytelling in unique, interesting ways. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't have too much more to say other than like, you know, agree to disagree. For me, like it really worked. And while it started and I was nervous about it being a little cringe, I think that they ended up telling a very like genuine and impactful story um, that ultimately worked really well for me. Yeah, I mean, I guess I maybe even like a little bit of a backpedal. I'll say like it was fun. It was mm-hmm. cool. I thought it was nice. I think most of my rating, because I'm, I'm like, I guess I don't know how, this is interesting. I don't know how you approach your rating. Do you start zero and go up or do you go five and go down? Five and down for me. I, ooh, that's an interesting question. Yeah. I actually think I go three and then like everything <laughs> starts as average and then it's and like, then goes, and then it, in my and mind, then like middles out, you know? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. In my mind, I started at a five and I, I'll, you know, I'll be playing and then something will happen I don't like. And I'm like, huh. And then another thing will be happening that I don't like. I'm like, oh, can't be a five now. I, I will <laughs> yeah. say that that with our, our next game, when I started playing mm. it, I was like, is this another? Is this another five? And then something happened. I went, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I, I guess I probably start maybe to your point, Jack, like closer to the three, and then move. Most of my not five for this was gameplay. It was okay. not. It was not story. 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 That's very interesting. Story, <laughs> story didn't have as story didn't have as big of an impact to me. I thought it just like didn't work for me. I thought it was like a little like. Just like whatever, like the dialogue sure. didn't work for me specifically. Mm-hmm. There were some cool moments that were like unique there that I would say give it like the quote unquote like X factor compared to other things I've said. So I don't feel like overly strong about this by by any means. I just think it's just like the thing I can talk about most, you know, with sure. this story. Yeah. So just like just fine, you know, cool. not not, yeah. not going to change my life. Can I say one more thing yeah, about please. story that I think will um, get a rise out of Robert Ooh, specifically? Yeah. Um, do you want to know the moment that the five out of five was clinched when? for me story-wise? Oh, I was like at a 4.5 the whole time and then when she gets down the mountain and it's revealed that all the strawberries are going into a pie. Are you serious? I was like, perfect. No notes. Are you serious? Yep. I was like, this is, that's so cute and perfect and I love that. Like, it's just so Stupid. That, and, it was a four point five. I mean, I, listen. I was really like, this is <laughs> yeah, like. I was dramatic. like, this is probably going to be a five. But that was the moment where I felt my brain go, oh. <laughs> like and click over. Where so I think like, we can transition into gameplay because I well music. About, music. Oh, music is next. Music is next. We can okay. gameplay. Next. I'll, I'll, I'll say. No, no, we we got to stick to this. This whole thing is scripted, and we have to stick to the script. I'll say real quick that I like. I think. After the uh, Oshiro level, the hotel level, mm-hmm. which is yeah. only three, right? That's level three. three? Yeah. yeah. So early on, I was like, I am not collecting these strawberries. <laughs> yeah. I am not having fun. And so many times I'd walk into a room with like a um, a feathered strawberry or whatever. And I was like, nope. And then walk <laughs> yeah. right back out. And so my, my pie at the end was so sad looking. <laughs> it had one strawberry on it. I don't know what oh, it was like. Uh, but I don't know. Did, 
I, de- does, I definitely the, assumed. I didn't the, know the image changed. I, I fully assumed that the image does changed. Does the taste of the pie change? Yeah. Did everyone have a negative pie reaction? I had a uh, I had a negative one. I had like a mild one. I had one that was like, um, you tried your best. I had one that like, this pie is not going to change the world, but like, good job anyway. Oh, I think maybe we all oh, had that's the same kind of the same. Okay. That would have been really funny. That would have been If how many funny. strawberries you collected determined how good this the pie was. This would uh, you know, elk versus coyote uh, thing. Yeah, like, oh, so yeah. We got the bad ending. Of, Did you get the bad ending? Uh, no, I collected a decent amount of strawberries. I, I love that moment. It, yeah. it, in defense of like the, not in defense of, but in defense of me critiquing the humor of this game, uh, loved the. I loved yeah. that moment, Dan. I thought that was. I love stuff like that. It's like a perfect little surprise where I'm like, because I was really fully like, this is like the only total dissonance from the story. It's like, yeah. why strawberries, you know? Yeah. And then that little touch at the end, I was like, it was cute. Oh, oh like yeah. making a pie. I, I also um, fully was thinking that uh, the old lady was Madeline in the future. Ooh. Did you think at all? Ooh, I was like waiting for spooky. that like reveal, like you never left them out. Well, Chimps. I mean, I feel like your instinct is right there because I do feel that she's supposed to serve as like a, you know, I was like you once. Yeah. I was a mountain climber. I was like really know? looking at the little like text box images and saying like, did they kind of look the same? Do they have a similar hair thing? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, 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 I think that's a cool interpretation regardless of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it clearly isn't, but uh, for the longest time, like when, when, yeah. when is this going to happen? Like when does she get trapped in some time loop or whatever? Like. <laughs> Honestly, sure. that would have been the type of storytelling where it's like, oh, you're reaching for something way too big for yeah. a 10-hour game, you yeah. know? But, um, cool, yeah, so should we talk about Shout music? Some music? Music was really good. All right, should we talk about gameplay? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, I have one specific thing to call out with music. Okay. I do think that the music was fantastic top to bottom. Um loved the last level when you're climbing the mountain and the yes. the feeling of like I can do this. I'm going to get to the top. Uh and I think the that way it um, escalates. Yeah, I was reading a little bit. It was probably just on the Wikipedia page about the composing and the composer like specifically said like I was composing the music like one to one representation of Madeline's own feelings in the moment mm-hmm. and that was totally apparent throughout. Like the level of music got more complex as you went along, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I, uh, music was great. Uh, I, I don't have much more to say than that. Like, I'm it was obs- great. I, I'm obsessed with the music in this game. The way that the first level really just sets you up for like, yep, it's like that little 8-bit, you know, mm. kind of energy. But the the subtle complexity of how the music grows in in scale, like, again, the the scene where you are chasing battle in, the kind of like, quote-unquote, boss battle, as it were, when she, when battle in is like, come any closer and I'll make you regret it. And then you jump on her and it kickstarts the boss battle and the background changes and there's like this like glitch and there's like that track is like, there's like a, you know, uh, it sounds like a like a Scandinavian like choir or like, you mm. know, that kind of um like throat choral music, you mm. know, that's like really a little unnerving and evocative. Mm. And it, the drama of that score that's, purposefully meant to sound like Mm 8-bitty is so impressive and it made it so fun to play those sequences that you had this like kick-ass track underneath you like the whole time that grew and escalated and 
perfectly matched both what you were saying, Madeline's journey and my feeling as a player, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, to your point, that last track where you're climbing the summit just clinched it for me. I mean, yeah. it's like the way it builds and as you get closer and then it just fades out just mm-hmm. right as you get to the top. It's like that kind of polish I just really appreciate, you know, yeah. where it's just like you really, you could have gotten away with a lot less than you didn't, you know? Yeah. And I I so appreciate that about this game. Yeah. <laughs> God, I, I hate you so no, much. I, 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 honestly, it was fine. I hate you so it much. It was fine. I, I, I liked it. I don't. I can't remember anything specific moment-wise from it. Um, yeah, it was good. No, nothing That's specific. specific. You, know, you have no other feelings other than just it was fine. Yeah, on, really. And I think like, that's my feeling that's about this game yeah. is that, yeah, it was good. Okay. I've. I. You know, I don't know. I mean... It's possible that I've just played more games like this than you. Is that possible? How have you possibly brought that Metroid argument into this Celeste conversation? Uh, because it's a very, it's, they're both like platformers, right? right? Like, it, I don't know. I just feel like I've played a game, lot of games. But to your own point earlier, you were saying like this game, a lot of what it's doing is very unique for platformers. Not, uh, I think maybe the approach to the story, but not the music. Well, the music goes in tandem with narrative. I mean, it's not like a separate element of the storytelling. Sure, like, but I don't know. I just, I feel like I've just, I've heard something like this before. And I'm not oh like, man, I mean, I think I'm like. Oh. I hard disagree on that. I mean, there are, there's so much cool stuff happening in the instrumentation. Again, that choir mm-hmm. in that one i've never heard something like that in like an 8-bit platformer score like that mm-hmm. is so that alone i feel like has to be count for something i really liked the little simple piano melody you'd get at the end of a level that was very like calming sounding and I, it felt like very um satisfying like, yeah oh, like now i get usually because i was fucking fuming mad for my <laughs> 200 plus death count but um but that was always very like a nice way to end the level yeah. um I, 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 well, I don't agree with you, Robert, but I, I will say that, like, I couldn't sing you a melody right now from this game. Sure. But I don't know if, like, every song or every uh, score needs to be that type of memorable. Like, not every score is going to be the Legend of Zelda no, theme. No, I, I totally agree. But I do think that this game had music that was impactful, unique, and special enough that's worth mentioning. It wasn't just like, oh yeah, there are some tunes in the background or whatever. Like, it was it was above average. And I think the building within the level of the the score is like in particular yeah, I mean, the way something the, worth, worth mentioning. The mirror temple, like the way that it starts very quiet and very eerie, almost like you're just sort of exploring like an abandoned structure. Mm-hmm. And then when you go through the mirror and come back and the whole temple's tr- changed, yeah. that drum beat that's going in the background as you're trying to save Theo and like it's building and it's just boom, boom, tsh, boom, boom. And, like, and it's mm. so like, it adds this level of like drama underneath the whole thing. And this like, these stakes just got personal. And I, I don't know, I would... <laughs> Listen, I understand that, like, I am, like, reaching out halfway to meet this score. I just, I only take issue with the fact that you're saying, like, there are a lot of, there's a lot of objective stuff that happens in the instrumentation that is very distinct from, like, these types of scores. Can I offer, like, a a comparison as well that you guys might be able to uh, understand how I feel about it? Like, I think it's a 
better than average score, yeah. but I don't think it gets to the levels of like a Ghost of Tsushima, which that score was like beautiful and I think more enhanced the story. Well, and that's like this. a giant symphony, you know, with like a huge like, you know. The- right, but they made the choice to do the music in the way that they did for this game. So I don't think that it's fair to say like you can't compare them. No, I, but, what I, the reason, I'm not saying you can't compare them. What I'm saying is that what I think is, what I love most about the music in Celeste is that it managed to capture, not maybe, I think this is subjective. Mm. For me, it managed to capture almost as much emotion as a score like Ghost of Tsushima with a very much more limited scope and a much more specific scope. Mm. Whereas obviously in a big high action AAA adventure thing yeah. like Ghost, I would expect a score like that yeah. and anything less would be disappointing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mm. think that, that that comparison is maybe like unfair as well. Like the Ghost. I, I think the comparison is fair. I just, I mm. think that it's like, sorry, go ahead. I just said. But like, I don't know. Like again, I thought it was good. Like, but you, but okay, here's, you were describing yeah. like, oh, when you first enter the temple, it's really quiet and then it backs up and there's this drum beat as you're chasing, like, that's just kind of how you do music. Like, and I think, a, I think a worse, like, game would not consider those mm-hmm. things. So I'm glad that this game did those things, but I don't think that that's unique. That just, that makes it, like, like how I feel about this game, it's average slightly above. Like, there's some, yeah. there's some cool stuff in there. I, I'd have to listen to it again. Maybe maybe that's something. And if I listen to it again, I might like it more. But I think in the context of the game that I'm playing, yeah. it just felt like, yeah, this is this is great. This is yeah. this is good, but listen, not, there's, not there's a lot of subjectivity happening. Sure. But I, I just really I, I it really stood out to me in the game specifically. I'll say if if we, if we, because um, uh, another peek behind the code here, we talk about stuff that we maybe specifically want to talk about this game. Yeah. If you didn't, or and if both of you didn't specifically want to talk about it, I wouldn't have suggested it, not because I think it's bad, but just because I don't feel like super strongly yeah. either way. I Listen, I, I suggested yeah. talking about the music, but I to yeah. me, that was a huge part of the X factor of this game was the music. Yeah. I, I definitely don't think I'd go that far. I Fair think enough. it was like a very, very clean uh, score. Yeah. Definitely enhanced it while playing, but the second I turned it off, I wasn't sitting there like humming anything. Fair know? enough. Totally. But anyway, all right, okay. should we talk about gameplay? Yeah, let's talk about, um, let's let's take a quick break here. Yeah, let's and do then, an ad read, And then let's do an, specifically an ad read. So an uh, ad read. can't <laughs> wait to record an ad read later. <laughs> Because you just said that. Do you, Robert, did you bring the ad read today? <laughs> uh, Jimmy, you brought a whole drum kit and a trombone to play during the ad read, right? <laughs> Let's get this ad read. Yeah, Jack, do you promised that you'd cook a, a souffle while we're doing yeah, this, right? <laughs> it's a long ad read if we're cooking a souffle. It takes like 45 minutes. Hopefully Blue Apron out there is listening. Yeah. Tonight's episode of the Lads Who Game podcast is sponsored by Candy Corn and those caramel apple pops, available now at your local grocery store. Mmm, delicious. Great. Uh, let's talk about uh, I, I want to hear what you will have to say about this. Well, and I think, Robert, you're a good person to start with because, to be fair, jokes aside, you are the resident platformer. So, yeah. Uh, resident know. platformer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the worst Resident Evil game ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds kind of interesting. Like, God damn it. Um, resident Evil as a platformer. <laughs> yeah. Is Resident Evil platformer just like Castlevania? 
I guess. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, just fine. Gameplay was just oh fine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I, honestly, I, I find this like more offensive. Than, like, if you were like, it's like the worst game. I, ever. I, I, I'm, I'm. <laughs> here's my real take of this conversation: is yeah. that Jack, I'm so happy that you really love this game, and I have a trillion suggestions for you that I think you would love. Like really, like I think there's. There, sure. I think it sounds like there's just a whole genre of video games that maybe you haven't explored as much. I that, I have played platformers, like like I have outside, played platformers outside of the like AAA like Mario type like whatever. I mean, like, I played like Crash Bandicoot games. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, I don't like, know. I just the, the, of, is that, yeah, does but, that not count? You yeah, not really. Mega I mean, huh? You ever play Mega Man? I've not played Mega Man actually. Those are also all of those are also like very popular like AAA mm. like like I guess that's my point is that like this is a good game and I think there's a lot of great merits to it. There's nothing in this game game specifically gameplay wise and also, I guess like mechanically gameplay. Like I know it's really with a game like this it's hard to separate like aesthetic gameplay story mm-hmm. because especially something like this it's so intertwined which yeah. I feel like is a good is a really great positive towards this game but you know the like you know double jump or like extra boost from hitting something that brings you somewhere else or even the like the fly the feather like fly yeah. thing mm-hmm. like all that stuff is just I've seen before and I don't think this game is trying to say that it's the first to do it. I yeah. think there's so many parts of this game that are so clearly heavily inspired yeah. by lots of other games that mm-hmm. have preceded it. I don't think that is a negative. I think that is a I think that's a great positive for the game. It, I just didn't feel like there was ever a moment with the gameplay where I was like whoa this is like blowing my mind like how this is done like it just it was it was it was a perfectly fine executed gameplay to meet you in the middle here maybe briefly i I will say that the gameplay is the thing that to me is like i would not argue that it is like unique Mm. i i'm not i just what i love about the gameplay of this is that it's very deceptively simple you know, you're taught one move. You have one move. You can jump and you can dash. Yeah, you can grapple. And you can climb. Yeah, you can like hold on for a limited time. You know, it's like very, very simple. I think what's amazing about the gameplay is how complex those very simple mechanics got by the time you get to the end of the game where you're really looking at every room and thinking, okay, how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. You know, okay, I've got to jump there. Oh, if I hit that, then I will get another jump. Then I'll climb there, hold, you know, it's like, it's amazing to me how this could have just been like jumping from bar to bar, you know, and like whatever. And I just thought, especially if you go into some of the B-sides on the cassette levels, Mm -hmm. they get really tricky and really Mm -hmm. complex and just really, I just, that just impressed me. I'm not trying to argue that it's like the most singular thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, I really appreciated how they... Uh, each level had its own thing. It wasn't yeah. the same stuff over and over again. Especially helped me for, as someone who like does not like platformers. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll fully say it at this point. Um, and there were some levels that I, I just absolutely detested playing through because I had to do it so many times because mm-hmm. I just wasn't getting it down. I appreciated that each level was different, yeah. so that I wasn't like, great, now I got to do this same thing again. 
uh, double Chozo guard because we couldn't think of anything better to fucking do. <laughs> I um, just listened to that podcast recently and I still am so angry. I was boiling. I was and you are angry at you, Robert. Okay, do you not have any, Jimmy, new, any new revelations about mm. Metroid? Have, after yeah, having Metroid been like, after having been like, I don't like platformers, do not think that yeah, no, that, that's played. my whole, okay, that's my whole point with not giving this a rating is that with Metroid, yes, I don't like platformers, so like I'm probably intrinsically going into it knowing that this isn't going to be my favorite game ever. I think that game is shittily put together. I think that the <laughs> controls do not work. I think that it is a repetitive gauntlet that just does has you do the same thing over and over. I think that the penalty for failing is fucked as you have to get a full hard stop game over screen for a game that expect a oh man you you triggered something Sk- for a game you. for Skill a game issue. For a game that expects you to retry <laughs> challenges over and over, the fact that they hard reset you on a game over screen and then send you back a couple rooms, whereas Celeste beautifully takes half half a second yeah, to reset I, you to the room that you're in so that when you have to do challenges multiple times, it is not a chore to do. Like, I think Celeste, that that... Celeste only solidifies my hatred for Metroid Celeste, Dread. Celeste, the very, very, very important distinction is Celeste does not have combat. Sure. And I think that that would, if, if you I, remove yeah. the combat from Metroid, which like why even, I guess why even right. talk yeah. about that because it's like a completely different game. Or if you add combat in Celeste, mm-hmm. you know, more maybe more interesting, which I think they definitely should not have done. I'm glad that they yeah. didn't really include anything like that. But I think that would change it drastically. I, I, I said in the Metroid podcast, as, as you would know because you listened to it recently. Yeah. Um, I believe that you should be able to play a video game if you want to play a video game. I finished Celeste. I put four more hours into Metroid and I had to say Fuck this game! I, yeah. I won't. I won't do this to myself. To so, your point. I oh. really, I really think the big revelation that I had about, I think why, it's actually sad because I think I would have liked Metroid a lot more if it wasn't for the fact that we talked a little bit about on that episode about how I got really sick of seeing the uh, Emmy game over screen, mm-hmm. um, like that little cutscene. Yeah, I really. It's like the smallest detail, um, and I'm not saying that I, you know. I would have changed everything that I disliked about Metroid, but I think what I really realized about Celeste is like the, the tiny detail of the fast reset, like you were saying, and this is the absolute smallest detail and kind of goes back to music. Mm-hmm. Music doesn't drop out when you die. Mm. I think it really... Mentally keeps you in it. Keeps you immersed yeah. in the gameplay every a, time wow, you... That's a really I would really, point. even if you don't want to play the whole game again, go back and play one level, like maybe a boss battle, yeah. and just pay attention to how when... Sorry, this sound, I'm not trying to be like condescending and be like, mm. you didn't hear, you maybe didn't catch this. I just think Listen. I was really catching on to that during my, my uh, second playthrough mm-hmm. where I was. Of re- Celeste? Yeah, of Celeste. Okay, sorry. I oh, was, no, no, no. I was that, if you're talking about Metroid or Celeste. No, no, no. That was what, un- unfortunately for Metroid, I think. And I don't know if Metroid would have, is the right game to Im- implement something like that. However, it was a small detail that I noticed where it's like, it makes it much less frustrating to die upwards of like 100, 200 times because the reset is so fast and the music doesn't drop out and there's this continued sense of immersion. Yeah. As opposed to when you see the game over screen. All jokes aside, I feel like outside of the fact that they're both platform games, they're so drastically different. Well, that it's I'm not, not a great I'm not trying fit. to say it's, that they're the same. It's not a, I don't think it's a fair comparison. And I think a lot of the stuff you're talking about right now, it's because Celeste is an arcade 
But I don't know if there's a the subgenre only- of like, but all this thing you're talking about, like the music mm-hmm. repeating and stuff like that, that's that's a thing in in games like this, no, but, no, but, no. but in arcade games. And I don't I don't mean to say that yeah. as like a a negative to it. I just mean like in comparing it to Metroid, I don't think that's super I fair. Just, because the reason I bring mm. it up is because if we if you're making the argument that to use the phrase formula, like yuck my yum about Celeste and want to give me other recommendations about platformers. And you're saying the reason that you feel this way about Celeste is because you've played more platformers. Mm-hmm. We can't then also separate Metroid and Celeste by comparison by saying, well, yes, you like Celeste, but if you like Celeste, you should play other stuff and you should get out there and explore other platformers and you haven't played as many platformers. But then when we compare it to Metroid, it's like, well, actually, we can't compare. Well, I think those. Metroid mm-hmm. is another AAA title. This is what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm saying I, you. I think a really great example of a game that I know you played, Limbo Inside. Limbo. I keep making Limbo. Make, was, yeah, Limbo. Both, both of them, but you played both. Oh no, I didn't play Inside, but I've, they're similar, right? Very similar. Yeah. But they're way more comparable to something like Celeste. And sure. Limbo and Inside are both platformers that I think do all of this stuff that Celeste did, but in a way that I found to be much more like I don't even want to talk about comparisons I just feel like they did a lot of similar things maybe in different ways maybe it would work for you maybe it didn't but like just stuff that I feel like it it exists Mm. and it I don't it's I don't always like comparing video games because I think that there's like so many minute differences between the way that you can approach these things and there's different consoles a different kind of thing but like I think like with the gameplay of Celeste being simple, I think definitely worked in its favor, but it was not something that wowed me at any moment. No, and I'm not trying mm. to say that it's like, again, I'm not trying to say it's like the most singular thing. It's sure. No, who's doing it like Celeste? Yeah. I'm just saying that for what it was, it was amazing. I, but really, I just take, I don't mind talking comparisons. I take issue with cherry picking comparisons where it's like, these things are worthy of comparison, and then but this one isn't. Like, Damn. I think we can compare Celeste to Metroid in many ways. There are differences. I'm not saying they're the same game trying to do the same thing. However, just because it was brought up about Metroid yeah. and the why that didn't work for me as a platformer, the key connection that I was drawing was the fact that Metroid, total immersion break, set back multiple rooms celeste continued immersion details with the music going yeah but that was that was in, that was in the combat of it right like you never died in well, i mean not never but i don't think there was too many spots in metroid to die because you failed a jump challenge but right like, 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 like celeste, dying repeatedly like, yeah, yeah but that's that because matter. the combat i'm saying if you remove the combat from metroid it's a completely different game but there are a lot of, this is not a combat I don't know. I, mean, I don't know I'm what making combat a... has to do with why the immersion break is different. Yeah, I because... think in Metroid, if you're dying by combat, I still would have greatly appreciated like a quick reset on that combat as well. Right, and that's and that's like... a separate conversation. I'm saying that's I don't feel like you can well, compare these two games because they're a for the point I'm saying. The real thing I'm saying is I feel like there's a lot of more independent platformer games you could try all the ones you've named are all triple a platformers and i think sure. there's I think there's, there's an or the arcade element to it i think you get you can get a little more creative like with certain elements mm. of it those i think may be a better comparison i think if you're specifically comparing like jump uh mechanics or like uh mm. move sec in movement uh the, the relation to like movement and things in yeah. a game like this but like think about metroid metroid has a lot of the stuff you're talking about with like diff like as you level up you get or not level up but as you go through the game you get different like 
mechanics, right? Like movement mechanics mm-hmm. that can make, like you get the double jump, you can get the this, and we can like talk about the specifics there. But most of the issues that both of you had with the game from my recollection and from listening to the podcast were related to a lot of the combat stuff. But well, I guess I, I don't see the, the po- okay, so they are both platformers, correct? Uh, yeah, totally. Okay, so uh, like at a foundational level, two games, both platformers, both yeah. present themselves the same way. One, the challenge is rooted in combat. One, the challenge is rooted in um, jumping over obstacles. Like skill, uh, yeah, I don't know okay. if there's a like, skill challenge. I would say yeah. that in terms of like what I'm doing on the controller and what my brain needs to like take in and like respond to is fundamentally the same. What's the difference if I'm trying to jump to a moving platform versus if I'm trying to jump over a Chozo guard so I don't get hit? It still requires the same mental exercise of being quick with reflexes. And I think that, well, one, Metroid's controls were so shoddy. And two, the, as we keep saying here, that that like hard reset every time does not lend itself to trying that combat challenge over and over. Guarantee you, if Celeste no combat, same exact game, but you were hard game over screen each time, I probably would not have finished this game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I and think I, it's less about my issue with Metroid isn't so much the combat mechanics as it was the scale of difficulty combined with the repetition and the fact that the repetition was severely punishing and unfun. Right, but your scale of difficulty of the combat, not of the jumping, like, skill challenge, I, I right? don't understand yeah, how that connects. Kidding. It's like, it, like I said, the game has the different... same. It's still the same. Did like you, control, like you know what I'm trying to say. Like I'm still doing. I mean, the you can also thing. examine the Celeste, the Madeline versus Madeline as like quote unquote combat. You're trying to hit her by jumping on her. That's mm-hmm. Mario. Like, right, you but know, okay, but all right, that's if combat. We're gonna, if we're gonna do, talk about it, then Metroid, you're also aiming and attacking, and there's no right. there's no aiming and attacking in in, in uh, Celeste. And I'm I'm totally happy to agree that uh, a quicker reset of Metroid would be beneficial. But what I'm saying is is that when you're talking about Celeste. And the challenges in Celeste, I just think, are different than challenges in a game like Metro. Yeah, absolutely. and the way that you approach the way that you approach those each like level or screen, I guess, right? Because mm-hmm. that's is different. But mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I don't think either of you ever had a difficulty maneuvering specific sections or not enough to like really talk in, about in Metroid? it. Yeah. Like, oh no, I had trouble with the map. Uh, and and I, not and not like, in not in terms of like navigation, but like if we're looking at a single screen and you have to use the skills that you have yeah. to get from one platform to another. I, would, I mean the Emmy zones are kind of a the Emmy uh, zones a spatial recognition like it's jumping, moving, spacing. Totally, it, but with that, but if if we're just like isolating those and comparing it to some of the jumping, moving stuff in Celeste, I think they're probably a lot more similar. If we're removing the other elements of Metroid, right? Like I'm the still combat. struggling to understand the because I'm in in a, a boss battle in Metroid. Yeah. I would say that the maneuvers that I need to pull off on that little screen in terms of hitting a wall, jumping off the wall onto a platform, going over gun uh, lasers and over enemies themselves here is the same thing. It's reskinned differently, but it's the same like foundational like skill that you're applying as me trying to uh, jump onto a moving platform and then time the jump right so that I can float past a thing. You know what I mean? Like it's mm, it's I, just skin differently. No, because you're saying, trying to, in Celeste, you're trying to get from a game like this. You're trying to get from point A to point B, 
in in something like Metroid, maybe you're doing the same jump and dash or like whatever. Yeah. But at the same, but you're focused on a central enemy and you're trying to attack it. And the the goal of that is to kill the thing. And you have but, to do the same stuff. But, but how does that? My question is what I because I understand what you're saying about how the game that yeah totally the goal yeah, totally is different. different but the what the repetition. The repetition is what I'm talking about. The fact that the reason sure. that Metroid was overly frustrating for mm -hmm. me and felt like the degree of difficulty was set too high is because the punishment for dying was much more severe and broke up the immersion. Totally. But yeah. but the, but I think that any game like Celeste, and there are lots of games, not entirely identical, of course, but that have, there's a whole, like dozens and dozens and hundreds of games that do that same thing, mm -hmm. where it's like you're yeah. you're not doing combat and you're resetting at the top, and I and, and to to do whatever like skill challenge there. That's all I'm saying is I don't think yeah. that it's fair to compare it to to Metroid because I I think the game approaches that differently. I think that my suggestion that there are other games that you would like that are like Celeste is the games that fit into this category, and I would say that's like sure. a whole that's like a whole other category. I just don't think it's fair to extrapolate Metroid from the platformer conversation. That's what I don't think is fair. Like to say, we we can talk about comparisons of platformers, but you got to remove Metroid from it. No, that, that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying there are all of the games that you mentioned fit into their platformers, but I understand why you don't like that based on why you like Celeste. And I think there's a lot of games that mm -hmm. you would like based on liking Celeste. Right, but why can't I say, well, and the reason I like those other games and Celeste is because as compared to something like Metroid, is because of the immersion breaking in Metroid. Uh, I, I don't think I, I'm saying that. But then what? What's the conversation I about think, combat? I do, I do think we, I do think we lost the plot a little bit at, at some I, point. I here. am very, I'm a little confused, but I, I think to me, what I'm hearing is that it's like, you like Celeste, hooray! You should play these other games, and it's like, and I've played more platformers than you. And that's why this isn't as exciting to me and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, the reason, and sure, whatever, the reason that I find this so exciting is because compared to some other platformers that I've played like Metroid, this is what I found different. And you're mm -hmm. saying, well, you can't compare it to Metroid. No, I'm not saying you can't compare. I guess I'm not saying you can't compare it. I'm saying like, I totally understand why Metroid didn't work for you based on this. On what, on what you're saying. Sure, but shouldn't that be a part of the general conversation about how what works in platformers, what doesn't? No, totally. But like like all, like, you know, you can talk about like adventure games or something and say like, okay, like I really like this particular type mm -hmm. of adventure game, mm -hmm. but maybe I'm not going to connect to this one. But oh, you should try more games like this. I guess I'm, I I know it's, it may, perhaps it's coming across as a little bit like, oh, like I'm the expert. So, and I, I, I know we've like talked about that a lot. And so I don't want that to be my, my narrative that, mm -hmm. but, but I'm just saying like for, for me, why I kind of gave it this three and yeah. a half good game like really, I enjoyed myself at a good time, but it didn't wow me. Maybe I'm suggesting that possibly it's because there's more games like this than I've played than you. Right. I'm just saying that the reason that this conversation came up in the first place was because you were like, Jimmy, did you not have any revelations about Metroid after playing this game? Mm, right. That's, that's where and it started were, from. And then when we were bringing up <laughs> the revelations, <laughs> suddenly Metroid was, rem it's oh wait, well we can't talk, compare. Mm. We can't compare these actually because of the combat. I That's guess, what I mean. I guess I was under the assumption that 
really the the big and maybe only mm-hmm. issue that you both had with Metroid was the combat. And because there really isn't combat in Celeste, I don't think sure, it's fair, but it sounds yeah. like there was a lot more that there was were, more that were, were <laughs> ignoring. Yeah. Yeah, just so that makes to, sense. Just to clarify, and it might just be that we that you disagree with this, which is totally fine. But I I think that the combat is still rooted in a skill set that is used in games like Celeste, where there isn't combat, but you're still jumping, you're platforming, so to speak. I think that that sure. is still a a similar skill set um, that is is being applied here. Even if the goal is like, well, I'm trying to get to the other side versus I'm trying to kill this particular person in this room, it's still the same skill set. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's one of the the great things about games mm-hmm. like this is the simplicity, right? Yeah, like, that's what I love you about jump, the you jump. I mean, even even Metroid, combat. obviously you have the combat, but you, Metroid, it's a lot of jump, dashed, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think, I mean, and that's like so classic video game. Metroid right? does like, have a more complex control scheme in general, though. Right? Sure, yeah. sure, right. But like, I think that that's like why Platform, yeah, platformer, the first video game. No, but that's why like, that's why a lot of games are platformers. You have simple controllers, you have simple yeah. controls. And yeah. that's why they like worked super well. Yeah. And that's why I think is like one of the charm of a game like this mm-hmm. or other platformers, because they do they make do a simplicity. And I'll, I'll, I'll argue that Metroid probably overcomplicates it at yeah, some times too. Yeah. And, and so th- this game definitely like didn't set out to do something complicated. Definitely like yeah. a strong point of it. Yeah. There's just something because when, when a, in a modern platformer, you have the simple controls, but then there's the other, right? And mm-hmm. for for this game, the other was like the the like things that I don't know if they were what they were, but the things that you would like the green orbs that you would hit that would give you another. Yeah, they every like, level has like a gimmick, so yeah. to speak, where it's like right. there's in the hotel, there's like the surfaces that you crawl on that become toxic after you crawl on it, mm, so you, have yeah. to, you can't jump on it again. Or the space things that you like there's dash the through. the mirror temple has the red orbs and that shoot aliens. you off in any direction, and right. the aliens, the and things, then the, yeah. there's the Revelations chapter has the feathers that you fly through, yeah. and the stones that you grab onto, and in the first level there's the stoplight platforms that you land on and right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So every level has like a gimmick. That's why I bring up the fact that the simplicity worked for me because it's amazing how simple that control scheme is. Mm-hmm. And then just by throwing in these little gimmicks in each level, suddenly it's really complex and like mm-hmm. really, there's a lot of depth going on yeah. in these levels. You know, you now know? that you're saying all that, cause I did like all of those individually. Yeah. I think something I really value mm-hmm. in a game like this is that kind of RPG element of keeping the skills and moving them forward. I feel like mm-hmm. almost I would have liked some sort of combination of all of those like combined like you I, I like I would have finished the game well that's the last level the... right no I, I guess I mean in in terms of um like personal abilities double like jump. how you get the double jump but I would <laughs> yeah. have, no I, but I guess I like games where you gain skills like Each level. maybe you double jump and then you can also hold to like f- fall and like you you your character gains skills and abilities that help yeah. you Here's what it is. I like when your character gains skills and abilities that help you f- fight or traverse the environment versus the environment changing in your control. Yeah, that's changing. fair. I mean, that's that's mm. like Mario has like power ups. Yeah, like, but that's Mario, you, he doesn't carry those power ups. Right, but I know what Robert's saying is that it's like I like when the environment is the same, but you unlock abilities that help make it easier to navigate, yeah. as opposed to mm. here's the same skill set now apply it to a new set of rules. Yeah. Which I, 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 I don't mind. Cool. I like both. But yeah, I like, I both like too. the way I, I guess I'm, as you were going through them, I was like, oh, yeah, those all were like really cool um, in, in as I was playing them individually. And so like 
I don't know, maybe the, maybe the the sum of parts I'm not considering. That's as why much. I liked the last level so much, is because it really felt like sorts. now I have to remember one. everything that I've learned about traversing these mechanics with the addition of a double jump. Yeah, which I, I, I was loved. Really cool. I loved that. It's like a like a boss call yeah. almost. It's like, like a boss in a rush. Way. Yeah, but boss I mean, it rush. works so perfectly from going from the bottom of the mountain, and yeah. when you fall down in that last second of last level, it's like, oh man, like I'm all the way at the bottom again, and then it's like, nope. It's easy now. I'm gonna get all the way to the top yeah. in one rush, you know. And yeah. I, I don't know. That really, I, I like both of those. I'm Me like too. Saying, yeah, but I, I totally thought it worked did. really well for this game specifically if to I, make it environmental challenges. If there yeah. was a second level where I had to carry Theo around, probably wouldn't have finished this. Game. That was probably a mechanic that <laughs> it wasn't that. my favorite, but I mean, oh, it, I still enjoyed it. It was, it was probably the toughest challenge. It was, it was, it was quick enough that I didn't it was. Mind if it was, if it was long, yeah, exactly. Liked, it like was it was longer. That was. The only time, because one thing I'll say too is, um, I was just like throwing, I'm like tossing yeah. across. Was I, that was the one thing that with uh, with this game that like I will say like as much as I was getting really upset, I would say in almost every case, like I can maybe think of five rooms. How many rooms do you think are in this game? Uh, Several hundred. hundred. Yes, yeah. possibly. Maybe yeah. five rooms where I had that thought of like this is unfair or sure. this is like this is not right. I would say the vast majority of them, even the ones where it took me forever and I was like upset while playing it, I was never like, this is not, this is the game's fault. It was like, I'm upset that I can't do it. Yeah. And eventually I did it. And it was never like, oh, this game like is making me upset because I think they didn't design it well enough. Um, and with the Theo thing, like the, one of the rooms where you have Theo and you're also dealing with the monsters chasing you, like that one took me a lot and I really got upset with it. Yeah, that one's But like you said, it was quick enough that even if that took a while and I didn't like that that much, like I didn't have to do it again every level 15 times yeah. or whatever. Like it was yeah. like, all right, didn't like that one, moved on, we're good. I, I know you've said now that you don't, you just don't really like platformers, so you may have a different opinion on this. I love the difficulty of this game. That is perfect. I, I yeah. thought it was really like, I never felt like it was too hard. I always felt mm -hmm. like there was a clear, not only a clear way to do it, but one way to do it. And mm -hmm. I think. You know, yeah. I, I don't hate to bring this up again, but like Metroid, sometimes I felt like I did it because I like I persevered and sometimes yeah. I was like, that was lucky. Exactly. But in yeah. a game like this, you can't there there isn't a lucky way to do I, this. There's really like a one way to do this. And I think that's a benefit to this game. Yeah, I will say I wouldn't say that this is like a critique on the game. This is Celeste. in my own in Celeste, in my own house here. Um there was definitely several challenges that took me 30 times, and the 30th time I'm like I got lucky that time. There, there's definitely to, a, a little bit and of that. There was also, so this is actually fun. I'm glad I remember this. There was several times too where I, <laughs> I like ran into a room and I just fucking pants on fire, sprinted yeah, my way yeah. through it. And I got to the end and I remember thinking like, if I didn't do that first time, I it would have taken me 50 times. Like, yeah. Thank God that I did not I, fuck that up. I guess what I mean with a game like this, like you're, there's, there's, it's a specific skill challenge and there's really only one way to do it. And like you yeah, get, yeah, you get every room yes. is a little puzzle. Yeah, and, yes. and maybe you like sometimes you're you're better at doing it in the moment, but like you very rarely or very either very rarely or like you quickly figure out how to do something, right? It's just about yeah. doing it. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like actually, I mean, and this is not to like this is not a bad thing about what you're saying. I actually feel like I had a good 50-50 split of sometimes it came down to the execution. 
where it was like, I understand what to do and I just have to execute this correctly. And I was just mm. fumbling. And there were a couple of times where I thought I knew how to do something and was mm. messing up. And I was like, God, this is really hard. And then I would realize, wait a minute, I can try this. Mm. And that was the actual right way to do it. And it made it a lot easier, which I find really satisfying when it's mm. like, it was pure mental block, not about button pushing, you know, yeah. where, and that is always, to me, that is like when gameplay sings, when it's like, it wasn't about, oh God, I have to get this timing exactly right. It was just about me viewing the room wrong and realizing mm. that there's actually an easier way to do this. Oh, you know? interesting. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure there was definitely some moments for that. Maybe maybe that would have like, in, I, I think, <laughs> I hate to say this, I, I wish there was more puzzle parts of it. Well, there's a I lot know. of puzzles on the side. Did you do any of the like crystal heart puzzles? No. So in that, those that's, are the puzzles. So, and mm -hmm. I, I'll say too, that like I did the main game. I did some of the strawberries definitely do definitely mm -hmm. didn't do all of those, but I perhaps I would enjoy the like crystal heart things crystal or the, heart puzzles. The strawberries with the wings are really great puzzles. I didn't do any of the, the B sides too. Oh, B sides, sides are really puzzly. Yeah. They're like, very small rooms with literally only one way and you gotta, there's a lot of, I mean, I think there are puzzles in the main rooms too, but not the majority stake of it is in the did crystal you, hearts. Did you find uh, the Pico side game? Yes, I loved playing that, it's so cute. Oh, I played that for a long time. Yeah, the yeah. Pico was, that was so very cute. cute. That was yeah. a really great touch, I forgot about that. Yeah. I went back and I played it because it's like, this is super fun. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's great. All right, well, let's, up? yeah, let's, uh, let's wrap it up here. Mm -hmm. um, reverse order, starting with the, uh, <laughs> have, you re have you reconsidered? With the non-believer. The yeah. non-believer. So, um, if you don't hear from me again, it's because they've killed me. You wrote the Constitution is the thing, too. Yeah, you, you wrote, yeah, no, you wrote I mean, the listen, rating system and you I, damned I've, it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Um, rating video games numerically is stupid. Um, we do it because it's fun, but like it's kind of a stupid way of trying to talk about video games here because inevitably you're going to get to this moment that I got to where the numbers just don't add up. I've crunched the based, numbers and they, don't <laughs> they just don't add up based yeah. on how you feel about it. So ultimately, like this game, I think is is fantastic. I think like if I were to have found out that it won like Indie Game of the Year or some sort of award or recognition, um, I would not be surprised. I am not surprised that it has like critical acclaim and is universally loved. Um, it is tightly designed, um, beautifully designed, has a very unique story that does thankfully rise above, you know, as I said earlier, baby's first conversation about depression. Like it does take that extra step into being a little more impactful. Um, I just do not like platform games. I don't see the fun of redoing something over and over and over and over again. I just find it tedious and a waste of time. Um, and I think that you know, I really am discovering that like when it comes to video games, and I knew this already to an extent, but like I really like the story. I like to pretend I'm the character rather than having some sort of challenge that I am figuring out with my hands on the controller, you know? Right. That just is what I think is more fun. And which is why I can't give this game a, a lad score here because I recognize that it is a fantastic game. I just do not feel personally like it's a 4.5 or a 5 because I didn't enjoy playing a lot of it. 
On the other hand, I could not call this game truly average or having several flaws or anything like that. So the numbers don't work for me this time around. Um, hopefully that doesn't upset people. But uh, again, it is it is not because I lack a take. It's, I know two I have, people that that upsets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you get not, one. <laughs> listen, I I will do as I please. I am a free man. Um, but yeah, like I you know. I just think that this is a special scenario here. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you like platformers, I think you'll probably freaking love this game. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. Cool. Um, I uh, yeah, I mean, I, I gave it a, a, a three point five. Um, pretty happy with the rate. I think the language is probably inappropriate. You know, several flaws. I don't think this game has several flaws. I don't think this has really uh, you know any major flaws that I can speak of necessarily. Uh, and I'm probably gonna like listen back to this and feel like a little bit of an asshole for sure <laughs> in the way that I'm talking about it. Uh, but like, it just like, it just, it, at the end of the day, it's a really subjective rating, I guess. It just didn't impact me the yeah. way uh, that that it impacted uh, both of you. And it has to be part objective, part subjective. Yeah, right? So I totally. think you're totally, to come to your defense, like, I think that's so fair that you're like, this game doesn't have any objective flaws. It just didn't hit me. Yeah. yeah and that's what it was me with Kirby. It, yeah, totally. And you I know. think it could probably like on, on a, another day float between a 3.5 and a 4. And like those are those are good ratings. Like yeah. I thought this was a good that's game and I I enjoyed uh I enjoyed playing it. Uh I I just it just didn't hit me in a way that I that it did like in a couple of moments in the game, like mm -hmm. the feather game. And I just I just wish it had more of that impact. Maybe it was like the time that I played or when I was playing or something like that. But um, overall, great game. I, I fully agree with you, Jimmy. If you like platformers, you'll probably love Celeste. Um, uh, but uh, yeah. Great. Yeah, I mean, I really loved it. I just like, I don't have a whole lot more to say. It's really nice when a game hits you at the right, finds you at the right moment, mm -hmm. you know, of like, and I just think that thematically there was so much going on in this game that really resonated with me. Um, and I had such a fun time playing it. Like, I really was always like, oh, I can't wait to go back and play Celeste, you know, really the end of the day would come and be like six o'clock. I'm like, okay, I have to have dinner and, and then I can play Celeste all night, you know, <laughs> and like that just is so special for me, you know, mm -hmm. when I feel that type of um, compulsion to go back into it. Um, I'm trying to think of as anything else worth mentioning. Um, yeah, I just think it's also the thing that really makes it five out of five is just, I, I do feel like even though there, it borrows from a lot of classic platformers and it borrows from a lot of other types of games in terms of storytelling, the combination of those in this game felt singular to me. I, I, I haven't played a game at least in my time that has felt like it really goes hand in hand with like deep thoughtful storytelling and fun arcadey platform gameplay mm -hmm. so that is really what made it feel super x-factory for me personally I totally agree i think yeah. it mixes a lot of great things about a lot yeah. of different types of video it, games. It, everything in this game is derivative but the combination of all of those de derived elements is unique and like that is what i think is is really cool about yeah. this game i think uniquely like der der i know derivative has sort of a, has like a connotation to yeah it, like a Every, nothing new under the sun you know, I think one thing that Celeste is really uniquely is that it leans into it yeah. rather than 
pretend like it's not Absolutely. doing it in a very like homage kind of way, mm-hmm. which I think is definitely like a real positive for a- sure. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that's just about it for me. I, I feel like I said a lot of what I have wanted to say about the highlights throughout this podcast. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see what the rest of this season holds now that I'm, this is like the standard now yeah. as I'm just like every um, game I'm just going to be looking at it. Like, do I've decided I'm not giving number scores to <laughs> You're just going to give subjective ratings yeah. all season. We're we're opening up applications for <laughs> a third lad member. I will say too, just to, to your point about assigning number ratings is stupid. While I know what you mean, like mm. I do really enjoy the the art form no, of I, trying to do that. I do too. I just yeah. think that this would have it it would have broken it was it was a it was a bridge too far. Like I just it couldn't couldn't, couldn't for quite you, stretch yeah. it. Like fair it, enough. Again, like without going into too much detail, like th- if I if I could take a three point five and say, oh, it had one flaw, not several. Sure, yeah. I'd make that concession. Yeah. But this was just a bit too much for me. Sure, sure. and um, yeah, uh, that's all. That's all I got to say for my five out of five for Celeste. Well done, team. Season three kicked off. Here we go. Season three kicked off. Yeah, Season with three. a very spicy start. <laughs> <laughs> just like Metroid. Like yeah, we started, that we started with a really. Really a very list. very spicy with like a well I your your rating is very spicy I your non-rating like, Jimmy is very it's spicy. it's amazing because I feel like despite the fact that you were like pulling our leg about that mm-hmm. and despite the fact that you came in with a very I have a very mild take about this I feel like all three of us were on opposite sides of yeah. like a like a motorcycle death race. Like we're gonna chicken out. Who's gonna chicken out? And we drive into each other, like you know, and 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 fall off and duck, tuck and roll. Right, like and, right. no, and nobody did. No one. We all cried. We died. We all cried. <laughs> you know, so it, it was. It actually wasn't really interesting conversation. Uh, yeah. Video games are emotional, and they bring out the best and the worst in everyone. And. Uh, and that's that's what Lancer Game is really all about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like the Try Guys, we are also looking for a new member oh, to God. replace Listen, someone who, who cheated our the whole episode. Who, who I, cheated the system. <laughs> to say that I cheated the system is to admit you don't understand what I'm saying. So if that's what you're saying, then fair enough. <laughs> you didn't cheat the system. However, you did. Deli- you, again, it's like. It's hilarious that you knew us well enough to be like, I can't say it. I can't say that. They're gonna, they're gonna veto it. Did and we say this right. on mic? Like, I texted you guys uh, a couple days back saying, like, I've got a fucking take and a half with this yeah. one, and um, I had done that previously with Horizon, and I had mm-hmm. really like. I wasn't expecting the abstain, but I. Yeah, I what was, were you thinking? I yeah, was right on your take that you were gonna say you loved the story, but you hated playing this game. Yeah, which I was like. I totally think that's what Jimmy's gonna be like. Narrative five out of five. Gameplay one out of five. Yeah. I, three out of five. That, that makes sense to me as well. But the abstain could not have possibly predicted. No, no way. Predicted, yeah, you know? But wow. Listen, Jack's yeah. going for the nice judge. I'm going for the the kind of quirky. Oh, I'm judge. not going for the nice judge. I I'm just I I just have a positive villainy <laughs> read on this game. Amazing. It was your metres, like when you'd be like, I love this game and that makes me the bad guy. Right. <laughs> you know. Well, fantastic start to season three here. Much more to come. Uh, I don't know when you're listening to this, but I'm sure there's some announcement or something coming mm-hmm. soon. Uh, stay tuned yep. for all of that. Uh, please uh, enjoy 
life. I don't know. I'll cut this out. <laughs> we, no, now you we, can. We need a we need a formal outro. To yeah, this well, we, podcast. it is not. What is it like? It was like with disco. It's like we had stay disco. You know, stay, stay yeah, 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 yeah. Um, hmm, hmm. Stay uh, wherever you are on your climb of Mount Celeste. <laughs> I hope that you reach the summit. And I hope and I hope the strawberries are as sweet as ever. I'll cry. You're joking. You're making fun of me. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> We're all on our own Mount Celeste. <laughs>Thanks for listening to the Lads Who Game podcast. If you're looking for more Lads content, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Lads Who Game. You can check out our website, ladswhogame.com, or head to our Twitch channel to see us do the gaming we're always talking about. Subscribe to the podcast, give us a follow, and leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Mushroom Kingdom, here we come!